and welcome to episode one of Box Seats. Uh, I'm your co-host, Chase Carnahan, follow uh, alongside my other co-host, Sid Conker. How's it going, bud? Doing well, man. Good hearing from you. And good hearing from you, too. It's not like we uh, talked before this or anything, but we're just going to act like this is totally a conversation, totally impromptu. Um, but yeah, man, you want to get into it and start to tell the listeners what we're all about here? Yeah, just a couple dudes uh, being dudes. You know how it goes. Watching sports, trying to keep up. Excited about uh, sports being back in this COVID world we're living in right now. Figured we'd get together and uh, discuss what we're seeing. Exactly. And, you know, I think it's uh, important to note that uh, we're taking ourselves as literal seriously as possible in despite of my uh, try-hard uh, intro, but uh, <laughs> for the most part, it's going to be as casual, laid-back, whatever as possible, not taking ourselves too seriously, and uh, probably getting uh, all of our takes wrong along the way, I think is the is the fun of it, you know, reactionary, uh, no, you know, no, no consistency from day, to, from day to day, you know, I'll probably feel one way about the heat tomorrow versus, you know, next week, but I'll never own up to it, because who cares, a new reputation, nothing to hold up to, you know. It's kind yeah, of fun, right? It's impossible to audit and keep track of everything you're saying. That's um, true. Not That's like true. it's not recorded and won't be seen anywhere, or heard nope. anywhere, nope. so it can't be held mm-hmm. accountable. Nope. Exactly. Um, but yeah, also, yeah, great job on the intro. I'm sure that's going to stay very consistent. Oh, for uh, sure. I think so. I, we'll, we'll find our we'll find our groove, or not. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, I think we need to get into the top news in all of sports coming from uh, our fellow Illini legend. Spent one year in Champaign-Urbana. Myers Leonard claims. <laughs> <laughs> you can say he's a legend. He, yeah, he's probably one of the highest no, I'm, I'm, picks in the I'm, last. I'm, all, I'm laughing already <laughs> just at uh, what he did not even add the fact. I mean, Myers Leonard is a U of I legend. I'm not arguing with that fact. Um, um, yeah, whatever standard just, that is. It just what he said is. Uh, it was. I thought he got a job at Fox Sports for a second with that take. <laughs> He's actually Colin Coward's new co-host. He goes through a new one every like five months, anyways. So he it's not out of the realm well of possibility. Be. Yeah. But anyways, so Myers Leonard goes on to say. After game three, right? Was this after game three or game four? Game three. He was feeling good after the up three. Oh, uh, feeling was... Yeah, after after yeah, by the way, context here. Well, first of all, we'll say what he said, but Myers Leonard says claims that uh the Heats, we had the best player in the series. While Giannis is healthy, still in the series, mind you. Uh Chris Milton, Tyler Hero, I mean, who knows? Uh but still <laughs> claims the best player in the series, top did, twenty, Jimmy. Did Butler. we get a Milwaukee Buck to respond to that? Did, was that possible? I'm, someone had to have an interviewer had to have put that quote in someone else's ear. I'm, I'm a, but I haven't seen a Milwaukee Buck response. I feel like, I feel like, uh, if anyone responding to that would just be like, who, who said this? <laughs> the guy who got the guy who the guy that Brooke Lopez torched for like twenty two points while he Brooke played like Lopez kind of. Brooke Lopez has had his moments. He does. I mean, all I'm saying is you can't be Myers Leonard getting paid like way more than you're worth, by the way, um, and just getting absolutely torched by Brooke Lopez. And then just go out and say, you know what? Yeah, my opinion matters, you know? 
that's, that's my whole thing. It's like, all right, like, I mean, you, you can have like literally any other Miami role player say that, and people take, would take it a little more seriously. But I feel like this got lost in the jumble of everything because Myers Leonard, you were like, who is this? The guy who scored 25 points against the Warriors and a half? Never heard of him. Um, well, I, I mean, it's more of Myers Leonard trying to live up to his overpaid salary. Okay, let mm-hmm. me at least uh, do So he's putting these things value in quotes, not in plus minus defense, hitting threes, anything like that. Because he, do, he doesn't do those things anymore. But you get your money through just <laughs> getting the team's head, I guess. If that even if this even counts as that. Um, he said other stuff, too. I mean, he, he was full of hot takes. He said. He also said uh, we're a nightmare matchup for them after that game. Um, so, I mean, he, he's really been talking his shit. Myers Butter I mean, is swole. He has that going. He is, he is swole. He, he, yeah, he got paid for just looking good, I think. I mean, he's one of the better-looking NBA players in the league, for sure. Okay. I, don't think it's a hot, that's, that's... I don't think it's a hot take. Like, he's getting, yeah, just getting paid to sit out there and look good. Make the Miami train. Are we still on the same same podcast? It's a different podcast. Are we still talking? (laughs) (laughs) That could be a spinoff podcast. (laughs) Best looking dudes on a nightside basis. (laughs) Yeah, this is just it's just our GQ version of this of this pod, basically. (laughs) This is a segment I didn't I didn't hear about. (laughs) Yeah, we're actually a fashion podcast now. We're 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 moving we're already moving away from the whole sports thing. I think we found our new niche. So, I mean, as far as the context of the quote goes, um, you're up 3-0. I guess you get to say whatever the hell you want. But, I mean, it is kind of just why say that? And, I mean, you are playing the back-to-back MVP. He knew what he was doing. Like, it was it was, mm-hmm. it was a hot take, and he knew it. Um, yeah. And Jimmy, like- I, I love Jimmy Butler, but, like, it, it, that's, a, that's a stretch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean – it's, I mean, you, I mean, you only the thing is he only says that when they're up three zero though, you know, like yeah. Myers Leonard isn't isn't saying that it's after game one, or even, even if they're tied, you know, t- you know, up two one in the series, he's, he's not saying that. He's only saying that knowing that this this multiple material won't be enough to win four straight, like, and he's going to know what else they've done for before. sure, for sure, like. So it's, it, yeah, it's basically like saying. Um, <laughs> That'd be, the, that'd be the equivalent of, yeah. I don't, I don't have a good comparison here. It's like it's like the fact that it's like beating your like little brother in horse, and <laughs> actually, yeah, I don't know. It's like it's like, it's like, it's like saying it's like like you know like let's say your dad like breaks his ankle or something, and you you start getting buckets on him. Like damn, dude, I, I beat your ass any day of the week. It's like well, yes. Like, well, during these circumstances, like yes, you will most definitely beat his ass every single time. Like, there's no way the Bucks come back from from down three zero, just just not or three one at this point. But it's just not happening. So you have the free reigns here, the fuck you want, and no one's ever going to question it. It's like, all right, like, pretty much you have whatever, a whatever, long, whatever long, long leash in that regard. When are up three games, hard to come back. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it goes on, back. To talk the some MJ shit quote. when talk some shit when it actually matters, man. That's all I'm saying. It goes back to the MJ quote: "It's easy to talk shit when you're winning. It's uh, much harder when you're losing." But it's just uh there's no way he, he could have said other, like he could have had some more uh calm more agreeable things to say uh but you're not saying that unless you're up 3-0 yeah 
Yeah, I'm hoping this series goes. I, I hope Milwaukee pulls out one more win, just so Giannis can get back for Game Six, just to yam on Meyer Leonard's face. I mean, you know, I, I think I think it's just just desserts. I mean, I'm not a Giannis guy by any means, but uh, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of kind of a cheap shot, but I fucks I fucks with it though. How high are you on this Miami team if they uh, get to the Eastern Conference Finals, assuming they do so in the next couple of games here? Um, you know, Toronto and Boston have done a really good job of making the other team look not that impressive, <laughs> just because they're fairly good defensive teams. You know, outside of Tatum, I don't think I. Well, I guess you can put Kemba in that category too. Not not a team that has like a really like crazy go-to scorer, the kind of guy you like you rely on in the playoffs. Um, which I don't think Toronto has. So, it's I'm not too impressed by either team really. So, I mean. I would, it wouldn't be crazy for me to say right now that Miami is the favorite in the East, which is how I currently feel. Yeah, I'm not sure how Boston matches up with them, but I'm definitely, if I'm Miami, I'm, I, I feel like I'm more afraid of Boston because of what you said. Um, the go-to scorers in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. you, they do have Jason Tatum and Kemba, and those are, those are outstanding playmakers and scorers. So mm-hmm. I worry a little bit more about that team as opposed to Toronto and their more team-oriented approach. I feel like down the line in close games. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, agreed. I mean, personally, I think, I think Boston's gonna, you know, and in, in, in the series around four-two. I don't think I don't think it's going full seven. And really, I mean, Miami just has tons and tons of guys that they can <laughs> throw out there to, to guard Tatum. Tons of good wing defenders. I mean, Crowder's already taken up the mantle of handling Giannis most of the series when we really thought it was going to be Bam, which has been kind of a surprise in my mind. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I don't think they'll need to do as many adjustments against Boston as they did against uh, Milwaukee just because you don't have a transcendent star that's basically unstoppable unless you play one form of defense. So, I mean, we'll see. It should be more of a straight-up matchup. But uh, as far as – I'll probably give the edge on coaching and overall system to Miami in in that one and – they seem hungrier for it, man. They've been locked in all playoffs long. Boston has kind of gone back and forth and not given the best effort or performance, you know, game to game. So I don't have the same amount of confidence in them that I do Miami. So we'll see how it plays out, but I'm going Miami this one as I'm currently praying my plus 375 to win the East cashes in on Miami. No I think, uh, I think uh, this whole series and this playoff run is making me give a lot of credit to Eric Spolster. And obviously, I think it's well, Pat Riley comes up in so many, too many conversations, but um, the organization yeah. as a whole, Eric Spolster specifically, has just done such a good job this playoff run. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, Boston is <clears> – <throat> it's been really – the East more so, but I mean, all these teams like uh, – I feel like this playoff series, these playoffs in the bubble without the home court advantage, it's, it's a bit of an equalizer um, mm-hmm. as far as the players and their mental states go, but um, has made me really appreciate the teams we have left in the playoffs and how well coached they are and how good their coaches are. Um, oh, most definitely. Like Eric Spolsa, Brad Stevens, these guys, I mean – Nick Nurse, I mean, yeah, these guys Nick, are fantastic. And I mean, Mike, Mike Vogel, of course. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Mike, but is he getting fired? Like, what the fuck, dude? No, Frank's doing great, man. Their, their, their defensive schemes, I'll keep saying this because no one else seems to care or will listen to it, but their defensive schemes in um, game two against Houston were fantastic. Like, I, oh, I, no, I, I'm not talking about Frank seen... Vogel. 
Uh, oh, okay. Mike Bonanza, the Bucks guy. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, boot, oh, boot. I think he might be getting fired. Yeah, this is uh, this is pretty he's bad getting, on like, him. There's the thing about down being down three O's. Like, I will bet so much money that Eric Spolster is not getting outsmarted by him for four straight games. I feel like that's just mm-hmm. not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing that's has mentioned a couple of times before is that in in, in a neutral environment, I think. Uh, like the real competitors are the guys that are really going to get an edge in these matchups. We've talked about this before, uh-huh. but um, I mean, guys like Jay Butts who just have this like fucking like pit bull dog inside of them, the win at all costs, don't give a shit about how you know, how the media perceives them or how how other teams are perceived. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Like their confidence level, like their aggressiveness towards their team is not going to change game to game. Like they're not as uh-huh. emotionally swinging as, as other teams like your you know like your la teams or you know the, or the boston toronto series like i mentioned before like their play style isn't going to change like they still run the exact same scheme you still can't stop it there's too many shooters to worry about and j is just going to you know be the guy you're going to trust going going down the going down the line in the fourth quarter i mean yeah i think that clear clear alpha clear star who's going to get the ball has been has come up so big um, for teams mm-hmm. across this playoff series, I feel like exactly. Um, it's gotta be it's gonna be someone who's multifaceted in their skills. You know, you can't have a one dimensional player carrying you in the playoffs. For sure. Essentially, what Giannis is, we're essentially treating him as a point center. But I mean, unless I mean, unless they're putting him in the post more, or I mean, giving the, giving the ball at the top of the key is just not it's just not working for them whatsoever. I mean, even when he even when he was healthy, and we're not even sure he's gonna come back healthy at all this series. For sure, so. uh, that ankle injury looked rough, and Miami's swarming mm-hmm. defense. It's insane. Like, as soon as he, the, as the points, as soon as he's got the ball at the three, it's like four dudes are facing him. They're all long and silver style, um, able to yeah. switch. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the Miami's um, as far as going in, small, in. the, the Daryl Morey um, philosophy with being small, quick, long, super versatile, like. Miami's playing like an extension of that as well. Not just not to the mm-hmm. same degree, but um, Bam wrong, being able I mean, to switch on to anyone at the five is so mm-hmm. so advantageous for them, especially in a series when you're playing with a fucking seven foot fast Greek god. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the thing is, like, everyone on that team is a plus, not plus shooter, but at least a you know a, a respectable shooter for the position too. I mean, uh-huh. like. Even if you are bringing in Kelly Linick and Myers Leonard off the bench, like they'll still hit open threes, you know. So I, I totally agree with the whole Daryl Morey um, small ball extension, but without having to forego any size, you know. Like right, right, they, they can they, still they, pull I mean, that out seen, when they uh, need it. Exactly. I mean, the only one who's lim- super limited on defense who can't really switch is probably just Myers Leonard. <laughs> I mean, I've seen Linick guard some some wings here and there and not have too much trouble, but Myers is the only one defensively that's really a liability. So. I mean, they really just implemented it, but in a more effective way without having to tailor to all of Harden's um, tendencies and just general play style, which is kind of a luxury in a weird way. Not being kind of boxed into this one play style that you can't get out of where Harden has to control the ball for 15 seconds at the shot clock at least <laughs> before anything happens. Yeah. A little bit more open as far, yeah. as, as, far as how they can operate. 
Exactly. Well, speaking of the Rockets, it's a great transition. First transition of the, of the pot, A1 already. Um, let's, hop on, let's hop on to the uh, Lakers-Rockets and where, what, your current, what your current thoughts are after game two, Lakers tying it up 1-1. Yeah, honestly, game one really caught me off guard. I I didn't expect mm-hmm. uh, I didn't Houston I didn't expect uh, Houston to play so well. I I mean I think I just uh, maybe I don't appreciate Houston. I I I've always kind of considered Houston like uh, I'm I'm not I'm not sure I trust them to show up each and every game. And game one against mm-hmm. the Lakers after seven game grueling series, I guess I just wasn't expect um, expecting them to show up. Um, right. As well as they actually did. Yeah, I would say the recency bias of the Nuggets, like, <laughs> blowout <laughs> loss definitely played a factor in that thought, too, for, for me. I mean, I mean they right were absolutely that. gassed on the exact same rest period that the Rockets were on and get killed by 30 by a team who's equally as good as the Lakers. And <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Lakers, I think, and the frustrating part about it as a. Um, quasi Lakers fan slash LeBron guy is that, you know, it didn't feel, I mean, LeBron's notorious for like these feel out games in game one, but it wasn't really how it felt. It really was just a matter of no one on the Lakers defense. Mostly I'm talking about their uh, rotation players outside of LeBron AD had any clue what they're doing on defense. And LeBron had made at least like four lapses where he just didn't put, didn't put in, in any efforts on non Westbrook shooters. Um, and so, really, they just, they just got killed from three because they didn't play uh, hard, um, full of effort defense. I mean, that was, that was really what, ca- what it came down to. Tons of misassignments, not knowing how to switch, and the super switch-heavy defense, and just kind of getting adjusted to it. So, it wasn't even a feel-out game. They just got their asses beat fair and square. Um, game two, though, I definitely was impressed with the adjustments that they made. You know, doubling Harden as soon as possible. Everyone keep having eyes on him at all the time, but still staying active enough to get back to the other shooters. Um I thought that was, I thought that was the, probably the biggest change that the Lakers made. I was really, really impressed by, honestly. Um, but I think the <laughs> – honestly, in a weird way, having Russ has actually made this Houston team so much easier to guard. What do you think about that? You think just because – you think with – as far as him being a direct substitute of CP3. I mean, if he, I feel like he's still a very challenging <laughs> exactly. player to face, but um, – yeah, they're they're easier. Like CP3 um, brings a lot of complexities to him, and I feel like he's got more layers to his game. And Russ, mm-hmm. at this point in his career, is pretty one-dimensional as far as what he's going to do for this team. Um, mm-hmm. And that just, I mean, I mean, the last few games is just so unpredictable, and you don't know if you're going to get seven to eight turnovers out of him, too. So in that regard, as far as him just not playing well, that makes it much easier to guard this team as well. Right. And I think the tough part is that, for the Rockets, is that, I mean, this is not, that's not something people talked about a whole lot going into the series, but the, the Lakers just do have capable wing defenders they could throw at Russ. I mean, Crusoe actually, and this is going <laughs> to, it seems crazy to say, but yeah, Crusoe actually did a great job actually staying with him. And, you know, it's not on the same level as Russ athletically, but I mean, last night, wow, you know, Russ, could, Russ, could, Russ could not get past him, seriously. I mean, he was staying on his hip, staying, staying straight up, and really Russ wasn't getting the same driving lanes he's used to, just getting past one, because he's past one person, and the rest of the offense is set up. Then he has someone to kick to, or he can go the hole, but if he's not getting past anybody, then he's just getting swarmed in the paint and swatted like 10 times by LeBron like he already has. Yeah, I mean, it's it's 
I don't know what I'm even like expecting for Russell Westbrook at this point in this playoff series. I know he's been he was hurt and he came um, under that minutes minutes restriction, but like mm-hmm. I don't know if I like trust him to ever like get back into his groove before this year, you know, in the time for this series. But I I don't know. Um, it's just you can't. He has he, he, without a jump shot in a series like this. It's just tough when you're shooting four for 15 and turning the ball over exactly. as hectically as he is. Yeah, it's just kind of the, how the offense is set up. I mean, essentially when you're replacing um, Capella and Chris Paul with Russ and Rocco, I mean, you're still having one minus shooter, right? Uh, but at the same time, I mean, Russ still needs the ball in his hand a lot. In his, hand, in his hands a lot. So much, right? You have to spread the ball. I mean, you have to give him the ball spread out. And, I mean, it's almost like a very, like, uh, at this point in his career, is like a very poor man's version of what Giannis's offense looks like. And it's right, like, exactly. other than that, with him <laughs> and, off and, the and ball. Way different body form, too. You right. Know? It's like, we're in a 6'3 three frame that has, like, tons of injury history on it, too. Right. I, I mean, I never thought CP3 was going, CP3 was going to work as well as it did in Houston. Um, because, you know, before Houston, the CP3 I had known was like, all right, this man needs the ball and needs to dribble 20 seconds out of the 24 to make the offense run through him. Right. And it was still, he was so good at it. But so I was like, with someone like James Harden, how is this going to work? And But in so many portions of large, bigger games, like he was just an exceptional shoot-up, spot-up shooter too. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, Ross, Russ is not able to provide that for you. It's a right. very different <laughs> I mean, uh, way of playing <laughs> offense. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I definitely want to talk about is like, I mean, ha- I mean, this comes from someone personally as someone who is not a three-point shooter and like, <laughs> so I'm going to go play pickup hoops. Like, and you, and like I'm, I'm the one guy that is most definitely getting left open to shoot a three. And as soon as someone leaves you open to shoot a three, like, unless you have the confidence <laughs> knowing that you're going to shoot it right away, <laughs> like, you're fucked, you're you will fucked, think that if, if you have to think about it for even half a second, you're already fucked. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what Russ 100%. is doing. The fact that like, the fact that they're just like saying, all right, like, fuck it. We dare you to shoot it. We're not even going to guard you out in the perimeter. We're just going to swarm you if you go if you go in the paints, if we do leave you open. But, I mean, fucking shoot it, dude. Yeah, dude. I mean, you so much. You're bailing us out so hard. Just shooting a three with 17 seconds left in the shot clock. Like, please, man. We are begging you to do that. You You think professional basketball players, uh, like, that wouldn't work on them? That wouldn't affect them? But I'm, like, 100% sure. That does absolutely. Oh, it has to a little bit. Just a little bit. I mean, come on. Yeah. As, as an NBA player, expect you more. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, I made the NBA. I'm not, like, a terrible, terrible three-point shooter. Like, here right, they well, are, just giving him 10 feet of space. 100%. I mean, as far as these series go, I, I mean, I think we, uh, we're probably on the same page. You know, We know my, Miami's going to lock this down, right? There's no way. Um, Boston, with their uh, firepower offensively, like – they're probably mm-hmm. going to finish this out, and then both LA teams out in the West, we think, will win their series. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think it's a pretty fair assumption at this point. I mean, unless Denver pulls something crazy tonight, my opinion probably won't change on that. Right. Um, I I've, I feel like I was telling you this. Like, I just lost some confidence in the Clippers. I still believe them, and I, I think you know they uh, they have a very very good shot against. I wouldn't be surprised if they do beat the Lakers, but. They just don't show up. Uh, I don't know. They they just feel like with Paul George going missing some games during that map series, them losing game two. I, I just feel like uh, 
I mean, maybe I, I, the other LA team hasn't shown up in some games as well, um, mm. but maybe I just trust the leadership with LeBron James being there a little bit more so. Right, um, right. With that pedigree, it's just I worry about uh, Kawhi like having to drag Paul Jordan some of these games. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, I think playoff experience is pretty important when it comes to this, especially from a top-down level. I mean. Mm-hmm. The thing is, we don't know what Kawhi's like as a leader. We can't like really judge him, gauge you know, gauge and anything, even, have anything <clears throat> on it. You know, we so even the him, like he went so outspoken. We obviously have this opinion, right, right, right. You know, like he's, he's this vocal leader on the court, it's off the court. You know, like very guy well you go to, yeah, you're, you're right. Can engage right. the, the the pulse of the team. You know, but Kawhi's not that kind of guy, and. Frankly, besides him and um, and Doc Rivers, there really isn't anyone else who's had deep playoff success on that team. Right, right. And even AD, I I feel like I trust the relationship LeBron has because it is more of a public relationship. But I just uh, and also AD is definitely better than Paul George. Like, yeah, has shown shown it. I mean, Paul George has has only had one good night pretty much all of in the entire playoffs. He's had one good game. Right, right. Every other game, he's shooting under forty percent. I mean, the problem I had with the Lakers team. Is just uh, so much is reliant on their two stars, mm-hmm. um, but Agreed. it seems like and the the Clippers maybe a little bit less so, but obviously much to the same degree. But I just felt like the Clippers team was deeper before this these playoffs. But now the fact that the two stars for one team are like night in and night out, like showing up for the Lakers and. Paul George, mm-hmm. I mean, you just don't know. And then even Kawhi Leonard last game just goes scoreless in the fourth quarter. Like, what? Yeah. I mean, you guys take control in the playoffs, man. I mean, especially if you're one of those guys and, like, I mean, if you're Kawhi, like, they fucking need you so badly, dude. Like, you have to absolutely – I mean, we talked about him so much last year just saying, oh, yeah, Kawhi controls the pace of play. Kawhi, you know, the game is always in his hands. Like, he, he's he's the one, you know, dictating everything that happens in this game but through his, just his pace of play on offense. But – He's not. I mean, there's just so many mouths to feed on offense in uh, for the Clippers, and I don't know, man. I don't, I don't understand what, what 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 has changed in his mentality to where he's he's not taking those shots and taking over in the fourth quarter. I mean, obviously it's game to game. You're not going to have that same performance, you know, di- you know, game, night in night out. But at the same time, like you cannot go scoreless in the fourth. Yeah, that's what goes for the uh, This is the exact same critique that he sh- he should have faced after game one, which he did. But, right. I, I mean, it's like uh, it's the clutch gene, man. You got to be willing to take it the shots, right? I don't even care. Right. Like, go fucking over twelve. But I don't. I want to see Speak you. I want to see. I want to see the clips lose because you. it was in Kawhi's hands and he just didn't execute. Yeah, exactly. Oh, also one thing we forgot to touch on by the Lakers Rockets is um, Russ's quote from last night. Uh, I thought it was like perfect irony and just like the perfect like full circle moments of all time mm-hmm. was his main quote from last night was I'm just running around out there. Basically just saying like, I'm, I'm not, not even doing anything. I'm just running he's around. Comfortable. <laughs> but the funny thing is that's exactly what he said about Pat Bev. I think uh-huh. earlier this year or last or last Did year. He? Like, hey, Pat, yeah. He's a Pat bro. All Pat Bev, Pat Bev does run around got, fooling y'all. He doesn't, he doesn't even do anything. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> he just I runs around there. Giving max effort. <laughs> and he has now said the exact same thing about himself. Which yeah. is kind of true, is Russ's I mean, souped up version of Pat Bev that, with yeah, a worse mentality. Yeah, we almost have to trust him uh, more so because he's he's willing to say it about himself now. Like this man, well, that's true. 
I mean, I, I mean, I have no doubt that Russell's going to come out crazy aggressive in Game Three. I mean, we'll see. We'll see about the results, but uh, you will not. You will not see a passive Russ. He'll be focused. I'm not sure how there's. I'm not sure if he'll get anything better than what he's done last couple of nights. But it can't be worse than anything he did in Game Two. So. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, both, both, both those series will probably go at least like five, I mean, six games. Uh, I think six, probably for both, if I had to guess. I think it's probably a comfortable number. I'll give respect yeah. to those teams. I mean, Rockets and Nuggets are both very competent teams. And, you know, would be contenders in a, in a weaker West, but that's just not happening with LeBron and Kawhi there. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. We'll see. It'll be uh... – it will be, uh, I think, all season we've been waiting for LA and LA to face off. So if that does end up happening, obviously, it will be super exciting. Yeah, exactly. Um, anything else we can talk about the NBA playoffs? Uh, Lou Dort. Um, anyway, let's talk about the Lou Dort for a hot sec. Where, where does this come from, by the way? Why is Lou Dort a meme all of a sudden? Is it just that his name is two syllables it's total? His name, it's and he's got, to, meme, he's got a pretty memeable face. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that'll do it, dude. Like, also, I wasn't, like, that whole game, I was waiting for him to get cold. Like, I was like, all right, this is just going to fail. Mm. And he kept it up way longer than I thought thought he was. And then he got a shot. That, the hardened block, um, that, I mean, that, that will get you memed. <laughs> oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean... It was the block, and then and then the little gymnastics, little, little dodgeball routine, dip. Wait, dodge, dip, duck, dive, dodge. Action there they pulled was was also pretty nice too. I mean, the fact that having on, I know Harden doing it to him was, was also very memeable. That was that was fantastic. Yeah, Harden, you got, you got me, yeah, you get memed in a pick with someone else that's so memeable. Just uh, it'll happen. I mean, he's got. I mean, good for him though. Like. I don't know what um, what I think about Lou Dort's potential, but he's got hell of a motor, and when he's shooting like that, that's true, man. Hey, man, I I don't give a, I don't give a shit. I, I'll take <laughs> I will take untalented uh, slash tryhard guys in the NBA all, all all day long, all day long. This is my this is my kind of guy. I think, I think the Lakers should just trade for Lou Dort. Yeah, I mean, I think thanks to Jimmy Butler's success. It's very popular to, to have that take you have and just now uh, talk mm. about uh, high effort dudes. You know, we can all shit on Carl Anthony Towns. I guess is that popular? Is that what we're doing? I think so. I think uh, uh, it's more. Uh, mm, who's a better comparison? Does than anyone else? You know what's interesting about Jimmy Butler? His success looks bad on so many other people in the NBA because he's gone through so many little stints and little arguments with mm-hmm. uh, Ooh, it's true. big characters in the NBA world. But every time, petty. Yeah, every petty time Jimmy Butler does team. well, you got to, you have to talk shit about Gar Paxson, the Bulls organization, um, Fred mm-hmm. Weyberg, you have to talk <laughs> shit about Andrew right, Wiggins okay. and Carl yeah. Anthony Towns, Tom Thibodeau maybe, then you got to talk shit well, about so Brett that's, that's Brown. Kind of the, that's kind of the same. All right, that's kind of the same thing as what Myers Leonard did, though. It's like, all right, Jim Butler, we know you're above the Timberwolves organization and the Bulls organization. Like, why you have to tear him down? No, I don't, think he, things, I don't think he. I don't think he is. Down. But every time he does well or does something, does something like this, I mean, everyone's kind of like, fuck. Like, why did so many organizations not just put up with Jimmy Butler's shit? And we're like, 
handle it or <laughs> also like yeah maybe, maybe he was right talent, maybe take like, maybe take a look in the mirror bro you know yeah like is he wrong yeah i mean uh teams were not willing to build around him the way miami's been willing to just be like all right like he's insane but we're fucking insanely motivated to win too let's just <laughs> exactly. do whatever the fuck exactly. we have to do like no we can't, couldn't hurt fred we couldn't hurt fred hoiberg's feelings so we decided to rebuild. Yeah. is he okay by the way fred hoiberg? have you checked in on him lately i imagine he's in his basement uh and he's i hear he's talking to his mom on a day-to-day basis so i think he's doing all right yeah Fred Hoiberg strikes me as a guy who well, has a pretty bad man cave. He doesn't, he doesn't strike me as a guy who would take care of his man cave, or let alone even try to have one. Well. I feel like Fred's a, you know, a very passive guy. His wife's probably telling him exactly what to do, which is not, not, not a problem. I'm just, I'm just saying uh, he has no balls. Not a problem, though. That's, that's your way of life, but yeah, you got no balls. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. You coach Nebraska, man. Like, there's, the expectations are not that high. We're not... Uh looking for you to be a type A in my face yeah. personality when you're coaching Nebraska basketball. <laughs> it's a great it's a great low key job though. You just just say you had a D one job but like absolutely no one paid attention to you whatsoever. I mean there are very few D one teams in a Power Five conference that I could care about less in basketball than Nebraska. Yeah, hundred um, percent. They're they're in, they're in Illinois conference. I still couldn't care less about them. I couldn't tell you one player that's played for them in the last fifteen years probably. Oh man, let me. Can I do that? Name one. Try, try. I, try. <laughs> I don't know if I can. The last fifteen years, um, man, I don't think I can do that. Have they have? Right. They had anyone get drafted? That would be. That would surprise me. Hold on, I'm looking. I'm looking this up because I don't think. <laughs> let's see if Real GM has anything. <laughs> I can't wait for us to be able to hire a research guy for us to do this, for us to not have to do this ourselves. Oh, oh my God. We'll work on it. We can probably get my brother to do it as an internship for free. <laughs> he's, he's, not, he's not listening to this. Um, I think Isaiah Roby. Isaiah Roby. He's, he, 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 what, when he's the he only drafted? person currently in the NBA. <laughs> wow. When did he get drafted? Uh, 2019. He's, oh. I kind of remember. Oh, Ty Lu, Ty Lu went to Nebraska. Oh, great! That that makes a lot of sense. Oh, okay. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. The man so most like eleven famous, NBA players of all the time, man most famous, dating back to like nineteen sixty-eight. You're saying uh, we were just talking about Fred Hoiberg <laughs> in Nebraska having no balls, and the most famous <laughs> thing Ty Lu's ever done is get stepped over. Um, well, hey, uh, he he called the uh, he called the Bron a bitch that one time. To his face. Was- wait, when? When? Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. I'm sure. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, well, I'm sure you call him a bitch. But he basically put him in his place. Yeah. I'm, like not, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm not giving him credit for that. I'm gonna stick with him yeah, averaging yeah. five I, points per game and uh, getting stepped over by AI. Yeah, fair enough. I'm just gonna hold on to 2016 forever, probably. He does have two. I think he has like a couple of chips. Actually, oh, he might. Might be right. Oh, no, because he didn't. He win. No, I think he was in LA. He might, he might have multiple he rings. Won. Yeah, he definitely. I mean, yeah, he has so. that AI ring because that year that he got stepped over, they did win, and I think he did. The oh yeah, true. Him. You're right. You're right. You're right. All right. All right. Well, I think it covers all we want for the NBA, but I say we move on to the more pressing matter. Something that's coming up in only 
three days from now. Watson's paycheck. Yes, true, 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 true. I hope that check clears. I'm not sure how the how the ownership group in Houston is going to be doing, but uh, we'll, we'll see. He, on paper, he's owed that money. Yeah, they got some guarantees. But there's some the worst case. He's got some court dates. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like maybe maybe just pull a Bob Bonilla, you know, stretch, stretch, stretch it out into like a, you know, like an annuity that adds on like fifteen percent or something like that. I think we, yeah. I think he probably pulled that off. Um, if you negotiate well, with Bill, Bill O'Brien on that contract on that annuity, he definitely get it happen. Get it to happen. So Deshaun, yeah. if you're listening, make sure that make sure you do that before he gets fired. You're running out of time. Is Probably this a sign, maybe is this a, four months. Is this a sign and trade by uh, Bill O'Brien that we don't see coming? Is he about to fucking just side slap us? I feel like this is uh maybe. Ooh, all right, how about, how about the, here's here's a question for you as a Bears fan. Uh, so as a Bears fan, what would you trade for Deshaun Watson right now? Um, we're talking like three first rounders plus. <laughs> Plus, um, is Eddie Jackson still on the Bears? Yeah, I mean, you would Let's trade. Let's toss him in there. You would trade literally anyone. I mean, three first rounders and like pretty much any player on the roster would go. Um, yeah. Because you could have Deshaun Watson, and even at four years, 160 mil, um, you get 10 years to build around a superstar quarterback. I mean, that felt like you would trade so much for a quarterback. Like, it's just. You're just in such a better position having him. Because three first-round picks, you could have three first-round picks and not be in position to get a quarterback in any of those years that are actually going to work out. And as long as you have a quarterback that doesn't doesn't work out, you're wasting more time, and you're probably not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. You see that from experience, right? I've seen it once or twice. Yeah, 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 a couple times. (laughs) I don't want to become cliche and talk about Bears quarterbacks trauma for the next hour of my life. Oh, it's but, so much fun. As so much, much fun. as you'd love that. Um, dude, <laughs> I yeah, do Chiefs, so, so much. Chiefs, Texans, in a couple days here, who would have thought? Um, would have yeah, thought I didn't think it was going to happen, honestly. Here. I probably yeah, had yeah, about, I mean, like, I probably had about, like, if we're being honest here, Probably 40% confidence season was to either start on time or even happen in the first place. I would say that back in like June. I would say oh, the, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Back I mean, in just June, the really like, lack of planning, like ineptitude on the league office's part. I mean, I thought it'd be, it's, it's crazy to say this. And I think the MLB might have even handled this better than the NFL. Really? Well, they're playing, like, they're playing, I mean, they're playing we'll like a third see, of a season. We'll see if NFL kicks off and same things ends up like if like random teams just have explosions in COVID cases and have to miss games for it. Um, yeah. But I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see, man. It, things are, there's going to be some exposure for sure. There, there's going to be, I mean, there's just no way. There's just no way. You can't be in a non-bubble environment. Expect everything to just to work out. Like, yeah, for sure. People I mean, are going to miss There's just too much rain. Like you're dealing with celebrities, you know, like it's, it's just difficult to manage, man. Like, and if I, if I were these, if I were those NFL players, it'd be hard to, you know, I would feel pretty i feel pretty um frustrated trying to be reined in in the first place anyways like being an adult man making you know millions of dollars a year like uh, it wouldn't jive well with me personally so well, that's i don't know, know I think that some, something's, something's gonna go down yeah well i'm just um, letting, i want gms know now i'm not i'm not yeah, I'm the makeup for it don't sign yeah. me i'm not worth it i'm a, a locker room cancer probably uh, I'll, I'll stir some things up though 
There goes your shot of those practice squad contracts you're going. <sighs> I know. Just want to start getting, getting good. It's a throwing spiral again, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whatever. Um, well, the, but, uh, I'm I'm super pumped. Fantasy football too. Like I it was not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I uh, had my first fantasy football draft like last weekend, and when I did, like that day, I was still like waiting for something to happen. I was like, I can't believe I'm actually doing a fantasy football draft. Yeah. Exactly. Think this was gonna happen. I won't, I won't believe it until Thursday happens. Until the game starts on time. Dude, I had something hilarious. I had my uh, starting kicker got cut. Um, Chase McLaughlin, and uh, I only oh, what, why, why the why did you draft Chase McLaughlin? The guy who missed a thirty uh, yarder against the Hawks last year for the Niners. Like, <laughs> come on, come on. Because he's an Illinois guy. I mean, I was it was like a little line. That's last even pick. more reason not to have him. I was have you heard the like, name Rashard Mendenhall? I haven't heard that I, name in years. So you had to say it out loud for so you could hear it. I heard someone else say it actually for some reason. Some Pittsburgh fan Rashard mentioned Rashard that. Rashard. So I was like, well, I was like, wow. I was like, wow. I, that's, a, that's a deep. That's a deep cut right there. Yeah, I, I like. Most people listening to this that probably Rose will not Bowl. know who Rashard Mendenhall is. Rashard Mendenhall, uh, Rose Bowl. Look it up. Right, mm-hmm. he was at the Rose Bowl. I think so. I think he's part of that Juice team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, they, they, that's when they had the old, the old jerseys that were kind of, yeah, the pretty bland Nike jerseys, but uh, still, still, I mean, obviously the yeah. best team we've had in a long time. But. Uh, yeah, Chase McLaughlin, thanks for getting cut, dude. That mm-hmm. kind of sucks. Before, that's bad juju for me. My team was already had a player that's gotten cut from their team. <laughs> yeah, I think you're already going that. bottom of the barrel if you're having the draft. Chase McLaughlin yeah. as your kicker. Uh, I'm not sure what kind of position you were in. How deep of a league. It sounds like a 20-team league if you're having a draft. Chase McLaughlin to, to be your starter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely reach. It was my <laughs> is, last is this, is this a two-kicker league? Are you playing yeah. – <laughs> <laughs> are, are kickers allowed to be flexes in this league? What, 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 are, the, what are the rules here? I don't, would be so I don't know you what can, you're thinking was. You here, can man. play your position, or you can play kicker in any position spot. <laughs> um, Honestly, that's not, that's not a bad idea. I mean, I'll take that over most of my flexes most weeks, anyways. But yeah, it could be. That's not a good there. Could be dope. Um, um, well, ooh, what are we, right, what so are our I, expectations for this season? What are we looking at? Um, let's, let's, all right, let's, let's, let's do this. What's your breakout team of the year and what's your disappointment team of the year? I already have, I already have two in mind, uh, from the exact same division. So it'll be a little less interesting, but, uh, I'm all, I, I'm all, I'm all in on these takes. You want me to go into it? All right, go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. Since, uh, all right. You already know. Would you, all right. So what are your thoughts on first rounders? Said, so do you like them or do not, do you not like them? <laughs> do I like first rounders? think players who are first rounders are t- tend to be talented or good. I gotta check my notes on this one. Are first rounders talented? Hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm of the belief, and I may be alone in this, but first rounders, in my mind, tend to be good. Even in the NFL, we don't have a high hit rate, but still. Oh, so, so therefore, are, are Joe Burrow going to win MVP? That seem like the oh, Joe well, Burrow for MVP. That's I'll save that take for six weeks from now and overreact <laughs> to that then. But I'll save that. I'll save that one. Don't want to don't use it up now. But um. I mean, if you're talking about a team that has a lot of first-rounders and a lot of theoretical talents, I mean, look no further than the, the uh, Atlanta Falcons, the perennial disappointments of the uh, NFC South. I have no reason to actually believe this take other than I feel like they're just due, and, I'm still, and I still think that um, – I still feel like we're in the same trend where um, a new division winner happens in the NFC South every single year, right? So why, why not the Falcons, man? 
Todd Gurley back in his home stomping grounds. Todd Gurley's I not mean, playing the, the, 16 the, games. <laughs> I don't think really. He will definitely miss at least three from going to the UGA a, a whole lot. I mean, but, uh, yeah, Atlanta strip clubs and Todd Gurley's knees. I mean, it's, he's going to get COVID <laughs> or lose his knees. That's, I mean, I get it, but it's, also, it's, are we? do we believe in Dan Quinn? Is that what's happening? Hey, I mean... I think that Dinkwood is still playing. Is still, we're still in the same phase of the year where we were in the last five weeks of last season, where the Falcons turned it on to save Dan Quinn's job. We're in that mode now for all season, all of 2020. Dan Quinn is on the hot seat every single game. Like if if they underperform after four weeks, he's getting fired. Like if it, like despite how patient the Atlanta ownership group is, I don't think he's if they, if they uh, underwhelm whatsoever, they're getting rid of him. I mean. They're, they're, they're still they're still technically in their window, quote unquote. I mean, having, still having Julio and Matt Ryan together, um, so they need, to take, they need to take advantage of the window now. And the pressure's gonna be on Dan Quinn a lot. This is only a half-ass take, half-serious so take, but we, we think, we I, I'm think believing in the Falcons this year. I'm okay. all. I'm thinking ten uh, wins. Wow. Okay. Honestly, I mean, they're just so easy to. Uh... It's just so easy to shit on Dan Quinn. Okay, I mean, in the NFC, it is pretty freaking wide open, right? I mean, even in the AFC, I guess it's a pass. But I'm also not as high on... There's only like two or three teams each conference where you're like, okay, I know for certain you are actually a threat and will make the playoffs guaranteed. And that's not even to say there's winners, because I think San Fran and Seattle is a pretty toss-up, but... I'm really not that high. I feel like the Ravens are a lock for most people's like number one AFC team. I'm really not convinced. Yeah, I think but I think they're going to fall back down to earth a little bit this year yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm still I think to, Pittsburgh will. Lamar Jackson, count. passing believer. I know it's a big what if, but if Big Ben like can stay healthy, I think Pittsburgh's got a great shot at like challenging. I mean, uh, they almost the made the playoffs more. with you know Duck Hodges yeah. or or uh, Mason Rudolph. I mean. I mean, so really, bringing in a serial rapist it can only can only be an upgrade from there, you know. But no, but in all seriousness, I mean, really, I mean, Pittsburgh should definitely make the playoffs. There's no reason they shouldn't. I mean, I don't. I mean, the Browns, Browns will be better, and there's expanded playoffs this year. I mean, there's no there's no reason they, they shouldn't be better and definitely be at least contending for that division. So it was not, it's not a hot take of this in my mind, considering how good Pittsburgh's defense is, to say that they could mm-hmm. win the division. Really? Yeah, I mean, I don't think so either. I'm honestly, I'm pretty high on the uh, in the AFC. I'm like as far as a, a sleeper team. I'm, and I don't know if they are a sleeper um, because of how uh, successful their drafts have been in recent years and the talent they mm-hmm. had around uh, Andrew Luck. But I'm I'm pretty high on uh, the Colts and Philip Rivers having a good year and Ooh. leading that team Ooh. to a playoff berth. Um, I mean, he he, he, he that, just fits. Go ahead. I just want to root for Philip Rivers. That's how I'm trying to spend the next four months. So that's why I'm saying this. Uh, Philip Rivers, please get mic'd for every single game so I can get through COVID. Gee, dang it. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> what are you doing out there, Phil? Between him and Quentin Nelson, are we talking about two of the top five best, like, mic'd up players in the Ooh, NFL? That is With true. Quentin Nelson, you true. just get to listen to him pancake dudes. Um, Ooh, here's, that, here's an idea. Here's an idea. Very sober. Yeah, why don't uh, shit talking? Mm-hmm. Dude, why don't uh, why don't teams in order to make up for all the money they're gonna lose on revenue from no fans of stadiums? Why don't they just sell their own mic'd up contents for like, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like 
yeah, it's just like, all right, instead of the NFL package, you you pay for essentially just a podcast of just listening to mic'd up moments all from from the team. Just not live in particular, but a lot more access than you normally have. Like, right. consider the, the, HB, the of HBO of, of mic'd up discussions, you know? It's I mean, because I, I would pay money personally to hear, I'd pay like 40 bucks maybe to hear like most of the Hawks mic'd up throughout, throughout the year. Maybe also, the, the NFL the NFLPA would probably never agree to that because their players are talking yeah, about like raw dog and their wives on the sidelines, um, <laughs> and we can't give fans access to that. I'm saying, well, you, you still give them editing power. You still give the teams the power to edit whatever they want. But at the same time, like, I mean, treat like treat like treat like NFL films. You know, like let's let's hear the fun the fun stuff, the more of the antics. Like, I don't want to just hear you know like the classic NBA mic'd up word. Frank Vogel just goes, all right, guys, great job, great job, great job. And you're just clapping for like 30 seconds. And you don't really hear anything else or of substance. I mean, just give me something of substance, a little personality. Like, I want to hear all the G-darnets I can. Like, this would be a great. Keep them rolling would... in. Give me a fat bowl of G-darnets, a little milk on it. So I'm eating that shit up for breakfast. Every I can't day. wait for the documentary Every to come out about how Bill Belichick won a Super Bowl because he was uh, scouting all of Philip Rivers' G-darnets once this access does come out. <laughs> Yeah, the different the different voice inflections of the G Darnets, like <laughs> the voice, the, the amount of voice cracks, total decibels. I mean, there's, there's a lot of data to go through there. I think Bill could find some trends. Absolutely. Or, or Ernie, um, actually, that'd be more of an Ernie Adams job for sure. They probably put him on that one. Other than that, uh, I'm also pretty high on. Uh, I mean, I, I think the Raiders might take a jump in the AFC too. I think they've got. Ooh. Have more talent on offense this year. Jason, the addition I mean, of besides, Jason Witten. Besides, besides Rugs, though, what's 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 really changed though for them? Dude, Jason Witten tied on one thousand yards <laughs> this year. <laughs> I mean, he, he should just be broadcasting his moves instead. He should, you know, get a little broadcasting practice while he's out there. He, now here's a guy uh, who's going to take a you know five yard out this play. <laughs> Just commenting on, on himself for practice. I mean, this is gotta be his last year, right? You gotta keep the. You know, I mean, if he wants to get a job again in, in broadcasting after that uh, terrible performance two years ago, I mean, he's gotta get he's gotta get his reps in somehow. Yeah, this guy was so bad as a color commentator that he had to unretire from football and get more concussions just to escape <laughs> being so bad. Oh God, yeah, that's. Pretty bad. Also, oh, all right. So, who, who, which teams are you uh, low on this year? Um, I'll, 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 I'll give you my, I'll give you my uh, one or two this year. My fall off teams after the, after, your, after your takes. Well, I already said the Ravens. I think are going to take a okay. fall. Um, <clears throat> I'm obviously pretty, still pretty high on Pat Mahomes and the AFC, um, and the Chiefs. Like, I'm just not gonna bet against that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, can't. But um, I honestly think the Niners are still in really good shape to have a pretty dominant defense. Um, mm-hmm. But I kind of worry about the Niners taking a pretty big step back. Um, yeah, I, I'm, um, I, I'm actually that's actually my big fall off team. I think that, yeah, I think the, the that offense were like, super almost, overrated last year. Like, they, like they definitely. Sh- I mean, they, they only got the they only got that buy because of some absolute, you know, because of like literally a foot difference yeah. between Hollister catching that and getting the end zone. I mean, that's only he's got the one seat. Otherwise, the Hawks, you know, get the one seat guaranteed, and then it's a whole different story. 
Yeah, and when you win, in, I don't want to say they won in spite of Jimmy G, but Jimmy G's job was just made super easy by strategy. I would almost mm-hmm. compare uh, just amazing coaching on Kyle Shanahan and scheming. I'd almost cons- um, compare it to Jeff Goff's – Jared Goff. Jesus Christ. Jared <laughs> Goff's – uh, like uh, Yeah, honestly, that's – Jared Jared Goff and Jeff Fisher combined. You don't like, you don't like the name Jared Goff because it reminds you of Jared Goff. You just like Jeff yeah. Goff better. Yeah. <laughs> you just use a nickname, a pseudonym, something. Yeah, something that. Like, who, is this, who is this guy? Someone that someone that makes me think that Jared Goff doesn't exist. But no, he does. Jared Goff so needs to have like a kid and just go by like Jared Goff, like senior. I would totally forget who he is. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this this Goss Senior guy. Wow. Yeah, he's so not memorable. <laughs> so the argument I was going to make is that I'd compare Jimmy G's year last year to Jared Goff's Super Bowl run, where like mm-hmm. this is he he's schemed. People are schemed open. You're outsmarting mm-hmm. dudes because you have a genius level offensive coach, but defenses do catch up to that. Um. And I, I just don't think Jimmy G is going to have a successful of the year. I just don't believe that he's actually like a premier talent or a premier QB in the NFL. I completely agree. That's it's my entire line of, line of thinking, you know. I think it's going to be – it's going to be like – it's like a it's like a better version of what the Bears went through um, on the double-doink year. Not to bring that up or anything because um, I'd love to. But, um, but, no, seriously, it's like, all right, you have, you know, you have like a – okay to competent quarterback a great defense and a, and a unique scheme right but mm-hmm. like, like you said the whole league is too smart not to catch up to that i mean i would love i mean everyone's gonna sack the box on them i mean and they already have tons of injuries at their at their receiving core already with Ayuk and uh Debo samuel already already doing some pretty major injury issues and um so really, I mean, I think everyone's gonna figure them out. I think this is a classic NFC <laughs> puts out, you know, it's an NFC team that puts out like one good year and then falls back down to earth, like call, falls crashing back down to earth. I mean, I love Kyle Shanahan. I think he's a great coach. They're not gonna be a terrible team, but I think they're definitely not gonna be the same level of dominance or favorites they're gonna be. They're gonna be a wild card team this year. I mean, ten, I mean, ten and six, possibly even nine and seven. I mean, they're pretty banged up already. Um, yeah, injuries. I mean, that's but, but their, their, their defense is going to keep them in part of a lot of games. Um, so yeah, I, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm way, 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 way over the Niners at this point, and uh, I kind of feel the same, not the same way about the Saints, but I'm very hesitant on them. I think these years of playoff losses, like consecutive playoff losses, so painful playoff losses, I might add, so, oh, have been God. killing Being them. A Saints fan I mean, Breeze is so due painful. for a drawback season. Wait, go ahead. Being a Saints fan just sounds so painful. Like I feel like I've like thought about it. Like every playoff loss, I'm like, really this again? God damn, this sucks. I know, dude. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, I mean, the window is technically open as long as Drew Brees' you know arm doesn't fall off his body. I guess because he seems to not age whatsoever. But wait, can know, Michael Thomas he, still run slants? Are we sure he's, he's still? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it? like, our team just gonna let that keep happening? Like, are we just gonna forget that he does that mostly every single play? Like. Are we not going to have any sort of, like, you know, zone defense or, like, a linebacker sitting over the middle ready to crack him? Like, I don't understand. And also, the whole – the loss to Mark Ingram did so much more to that Saints offense than I ever thought it could have. Yeah, I mean, me too. The, but I also think the that might be because Mark Ingram – Have personnel changes. I mean, yeah. there's so much for your team. And losing him, like, 
it really took a toll. I mean, they, that's why they focus on, on Michael Thomas so much because they're like, all right, like, well, lost one super important weapon. Might as well force feed it another way and get these five yard carries another way, you know? Yeah, Mark Ingram also. So, I think part of that is because Mark Ingram just had such a good year. We we noticed it a little bit more with yeah, the Ravens. Um, but, but still, though, I mean, you got to admit that the Saints offense was not firing on all cylinders the same way it was before. I mean, the year before, yeah. I mean, they should they should have won the Super Bowl. I mean, that was like an absolutely stacked know, roster. Had no reason not, not to win it. And now, and now, now, now it's over. I think they're done. Yeah, they're done. I'm, I'm waiting for they're Drew Brees. Another wild card team, which is crazy to say, but it's not happening for this year, man. I'm waiting for Drew Brees to take a step back too, right? Just because it seems like he's, his arm is just not there. Like Exactly. It's only a matter of time. So, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. on the TV 12 diet. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I, I think the <laughs> NFC South will be interesting. Um, because I, I just I just don't see uh, Teddy Bridgewater, the Falcon, Dan Quinn, Falcons really challenging. But we'll see. You know, TB12 there. Like I guess that's the uh, hot hand to ride. Everyone's got the Bucks predictions. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Bucks still isn't that great, by the way. Let's let's just. I, I don't. Lines. I think. Like, I and think the defense is also super shaky. Overrated. Like. <laughs> I mean, this is like I, Eagles dream team esque shit right here. Where we're yeah, just, oh god, what could sure. go wrong? I mean, like pretty much everything could go wrong. I mean, if Shaq yeah, Barrett exactly. hurt, gets hurt for like three games, they immediately lose all three of those games. That's yeah, if team. they gotta, they gotta have like they if they get the high powered offense to work, I think if they play a very aggressive style of defense under Todd Bowles, because that like he's the DC there, uh, that mm-hmm. style like bodes well for the type of defense he likes to play. Pretty aggressive. But if that offense mm-hmm. yep. isn't firing on all cylinders and it isn't a high power offense, and that defense doesn't get to play with leads all the time, I think it's yeah. going to be a tough time. Yeah, I think they're going to be playing from behind a lot more than people think, and which is great though, because I think I mean I'm, I'm all in on having the whole versus the entire Bucks offense uh, in fantasy. I mean, even including Ronald Jones, I think that, I think there's going to be pretty high fire firepower just with this, just with the just with Godwin and Evans alone. I mean, everything else, everything else, everyone else will just look better because those two guys are just opening up the event so much more. So, I mean, sure. I think they're, they're being playing from behind where people think it's, you know, a lot of close competitive games, but it's not going to be anywhere near the dominance or success we're envisioning. I mean, they'll be, they'll be a playoff team. They'll probably be my third wild card team, but it's, it's, it's going to be tough, man. Dude, honestly, a team, I mean, this isn't even a sleeper They're not team. an easy division either. Yeah, I mean, honestly, a sleeper team that I'm uh, pretty high on. I don't even know if they are a sleeper team, but I'm I'm pretty high on the Vikings this year. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say they're a sleeper, but yeah, I guess everyone's kind of bored with the, with the NFC North. I think at this point, why they, they, they didn't Since improve? Well, I mean, this year, I mean, no, 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 no teams improved that much. I mean, the Vikings lost. Uh, Mitch, Mitch has been but... working on his footwork all summer. What are you talking about? Has he? Can he make a third, a second, or third read yet, or how's that going? No. Okay. But his footwork. Then I'll leave it there. <laughs> well, that's gonna come next. If, if, he, if, he, if, he, makes, if he makes, if he makes a, sec, a second read, I'm a, I mean, I, my edges have been crazy. Like that's if he should be clipped fit. next year. We're thinking that doing, we're two years away. Something. I don't know. We're about two years away from that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, all, right, I, all right. So, so quickly. Um, we're kind of running long. Um, give me your worst, best, and most likely scenario for the Bears, and I'll do the same for the Hawks. Oh, uh, the worst, worst, best, and most likely scenario. Just quickly. 
I mean, this is going to sound, this is just going to sound so, so much of this is going to be based around the quarterback position, but mm-hmm. the worst scenario I think is we get Mitch plays a couple games is just absolute garbage. Um, we're seeing like the defense like struggle. Roquan Smith does not take that next leap. Akeem Hicks is too mm-hmm. old. Um, and the injuries around Khalil Mack lead to another bad season. Not another bad season, but pretty average season for Khalil Mack standards, and the defense just can't keep up. Mm-hmm. Right. Terrible yeah. offense. Defense got... needs to be there to allow him to get those that pass rush going. Yeah, we see Nick Foles come in week three, week four. He's also terrible, and we like – barely mm-hmm. get to a four or five win season and now we're reevaluating the quarterback position and potentially the mm-hmm. GM because Ryan Pace just has complete shit the bed in the quarterback room and his defense. I mean him and no Mitch are tied league. together, bro. I mean yeah. it's just classic like GM stuff. You tied to the QB drafts. <laughs> Best case scenario, and this is not gonna happen, <laughs> is that Mitch is a serviceable good QB in this league. And we see mm-hmm. the defense bounce back a little bit. Akeem Hicks stays healthy. Mm-hmm. J- rookie corner Jalen Johnson is. Ooh, I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's actually uh, he's actually a stud, and we got a solid secondary with Eddie Jackson playing defensive player mm-hmm. of the year level again. Um, and we see a similar team to the one we saw two years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I think that's best case because I don't see us making a deep playoff run because I don't think Mitch is ever going to be, even in the best case scenario, Mitch is not good enough for, and Matt Nagy's not Jared Goffing him. Right. Um, <laughs> even in the best case scenario. The, yeah. At least Jared Goff has arm talents. Like I'm not, I'm not sure Mitch yeah. has like that. And, and I don't like. even think Matt Nagy's as far as like, I think Matt Nagy's a good coach, but I don't think he's offensively creative as, someone like no i mean mcveigh is a pretty high high standard to be held to too yeah as far well, as that's pretty reasonable goes. i feel like you're being you know like not absolutely crazy here i mean the bears can make the, can make the wild card i mean expanded playoffs like maybe rogers breaks his collarbone for the 10th time i mean in, yeah. in that scenario I could definitely that's another team i'm very pretty low on I, the packers are not going through yeah i i agree they, they made absolutely no improvements besides the future i mean isn't they like they're almost like punting on the year almost this is like the most egregious draft i've seen in probably 10 years like that was terrible like dylan's good and jordan love could be good but i mean as far Why as like what where your team's it. at right now and where you're drafting i mean that was just piss poor absolutely so what um, are you thinking with the hawks well, I think worst case scenario, I think it's like, I think worst case scenario, so it all comes down to the play calling for me. I mean, pretty much if you were to have, if you were to pass every single play with the Hawks, I still think you'd probably end up being 10 and 16 just because Russ makes things happen. If you put the ball in his hands, either it's a five yard scramble or make something happen out of nowhere or it's just, or actually, or the play is executed, you know, according to plan. Like even, even in that case scenario, he's, they're still 10 and 16, but Schottenheimer is notorious for, and especially in the playoffs, being too committed to the run and too stagnant in their game planning to actually adjust to the opponents they're playing, um, and actually letting Russ do his thing. Like you cannot have uh, the second best player in the NFL, according to NFL Top 100, um, voted by the players, um, and, and, and uh. not unleash him for at least like 40 attempts a game. Like it, it, it blows my mind. I mean, in the modern day NFL, that he can still try and pull those shits. 
I understand the trying to zag while everyone else zigs, but I mean, they only work the regular season, and yet, yet every single game that they win, it's a one, one possession game going on the fourth quarter, and the Hawks have only scored like it's like seventeen fourteen going into the fourth quarter every single game. Hawks are down three, you know. It's like, well, it's like you realize you could actually build a lead, right? If you had a more aggressive play style and you actually have a good receiving core now. Like you have two like good, actually good receivers now. We're not playing with the, you know, sixth, seventh rounders the Hawks usually try and employ at wide receiver, and you're just trying to, you know, get somehow make it work. But this is the time we actually have a high-powered offense relative to last couple of years. So, in the best case scenario, the Hawks actually actually do let Russ go a little bit. And it's like a 13-3 team where Russ is actually leading them, getting, you know, getting an MVP conversation. Defense takes a leap using Jamal Adams and a lot of the newfound youth and speed they added over the last two drafts, um, which even actually is much improved. But losing Clowney, and their D, but the problem is their D-line is just terrible. So onto my worst-case scenario is our defense gets torched. Jamal Adams is not utilized in aggressive fashion, and they just play this – Lame ass cover three that, that we always seem to use, and uh, we commit we stick two committed running the ball. Carson gets hurt like every single year, and Hawks end going like eight and eight, nine and seven, just because the game's Russ isn't isn't able to get all the fourth quarter comebacks and you know last minute drives that he did last year, which is totally possible. But it all comes down to Schottenheimer having faith in Russ to lead that offense, which I don't know why you wouldn't like. I mean, in my mind, he's it's like Mahomes. It's almost like Mahomes level. Like you let him do whatever the hell he wants, and he'll make something happen for you. Just trust in him, you know. Actually, build a system around him. Build a system around your talents, not about not around your own philosophy, right? So maybe which, uh, which, maybe which I which I see is equally as likely as the Hawks doing, you know, going like you know twelve and four like they like they should. Um, well, maybe so. we should read into the fact that Russell Wilson does not inspire enough confidence to be let go and unleashed. So. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Obviously, that's egregious, he, man. He can't Come win on. over a QB. He's so win. efficient. <laughs> in the playoffs, it's a little like, oh, God. If you let him do what he does in every single last drive in the fourth quarter all the time, things will work out. Let the man create. Let the man play point guard. Let, let, let him make things happen. Let him be the point guard of your, of your football offense. Also, the it won't, uh, it won't happen. You, Ron, you, you talk, fire fire uh, Ron Schottenheimer. Bring in someone. Bring in Matt. Bring in Nat Nagy after he gets fired from the Bears job this year, please. Just bring him in. Matt moments. Nagy's so like not Pete Carroll style of offense as far as shotgun and. Uh, quick but why, why can't it be? Needs, why can't needs, it be Pete? Why can't you just? To, why can't you stop being seventy-five get, years old? Get, get his it's... yards with Chris Carson downhill running. Also, you mentioning Seahawks receivers reminded me of the ghost of Paul Richardson. Does he have a team? Uh, he actually got the Seahawks uh, brought him back for training camp, actually, and oh. then cut him again. Oh. Uh. <laughs> he looked really. He looked. He didn't look great from whatever highlights. He looked like he looked like he was like one sixty soaking wet. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Our receiving core is actually pretty good. Unleash DK Metcalf, man. Let him toss it deep. Let's go. Tyler Lockett's such a beast. Um, all right, I nice. Know, well, that's so good. good. I did. I mean, it's nice though. Like, regardless of what happens, like worst case, you're like eight and eight because of a superstar quarterback. Right. Right. Also, is Richard Penny ever going to be good? Um, probably not. Actually, probably not. Yeah, yeah, probably not. Okay. 
I think I we somehow run him into the ground despite the fact that we don't use him at all, which is impressive. I think, I, I think we I may think... have burnt out a first round running back faster than anyone else in NFL history. I, I think I drafted impressive. him two years ago or last year. And that was, yeah, uh, I've been avoiding him. I, yeah, I, I've never even considered bringing him on my team. He was a big, big. He was super hyped up last year. I, Carson's too good. You know, but Carson will get hurt the last three games of the year. So it's kind of if you're getting fantasy, plan plan around that because he'll be great the first 11, 12 weeks. But I guarantee he'll get hurt by week twelve. Happens every year. Do you have any hot take Super Bowl predictions? Well, not even um, hot take, but just do Super Bowl predictions. All right, let's do it. All right, I'm going. I'm going chalk. I'm, go, I'm going Chiefs. I, I don't. I don't confidence the Ravens. Texans O line is still pretty dog shit, and uh, I think Bill Brown's gonna get fired this year. And on the NFC side, Cowboys are overrated. Um, Eagles are injured. Eagles are already hurt. It's gonna sound like a homer pick, but it's only oh, because I think on. this is the year. This is the year, man. It all comes down to DK Metcalf and Jamal Adams, but this is the year. I'm going Hawks here, Bull. Don't care. Book it. I'm there. And I'll be there. I'll be at the Super Bowl when there's no fans. I'll, I'll find a way. I'll, you bet your ass that's happening. Where, where is it? It's in Florida. So, yeah, anything is allowed. I think the Super Bowl's in Tampa. Oh, yeah, true. I'm, I'm good. Can, I'm good. I'm you good. Can go catch COVID and go to Disney World or whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. I mean, uh, how hard could it be to get a fake, a fake media pass? Really? How hard? That's true. That's facts. I mean, um, we, we, I, we are a podcast now. We could probably get a media pass. I uh, we have put we have put in some work in the next couple months though. That's gonna happen. We, I think yeah, you need like two <laughs> listeners. So if we listen to this podcast, yeah, we should be able to I get mean, media passes. Um, yeah, probably. If Pro Football Take with their shitty articles and shitty Peter King predictions can get to the Super Bowl, <laughs> we can get to the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, I'll on. go. I mean, uh, half the, if, if half the podcasts on Fox are there, I mean, come <laughs> on. How are we not in the discussion? I'll go with uh, the Chiefs as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, just hard to uh, root against uh, the quarterback of that team. I don't know if we've heard of him, but I heard he got drafted after Mitchell yeah. Trubisky. Um, some, pretty, pretty some good. People, some people good. are talking about it. Um, Half a billion dollars, good. But uh, like I said, I got. I think uh, we got the Colts as a maybe a sleeper pick, and uh, don't forget about the Bills and the AFC East. I mean, maybe this is the year. Yeah, I'm not trusting that. Uh, um, I think Josh Allen could be – I think he is serviceable enough for that team around him. And the AFC – I mean, the, they should be able to beat up on the Jets and Dolphins, right? Like, aren't those yeah, three sure. dubs? I mean, they, they can, I, mean, they, I think they'll probably – I mean, they'll probably get it by. I mean, that's – The uh, Bills? It's not out of realm, realm possibility because the Pats that's are terrible saying. too. I mean, so they, I think that could be a sleeper. By injuries and that could be a I mean, sleeper, yeah. Um, so, but in the AFC, I'm going to stick with the Chiefs. And then in the NFC, I, I – I, uh, I mentioned them earlier, but I'm pretty high on the Vikings. I, I like their defense is consistent. They've had some turnover, especially in the secondary. I, I don't think they have. I don't think they have any of their corners from last year. I could be wrong, but um, yeah. but I still trust I mean, that defense. They lost too, man. That's just the, the MC is really wide open. Like, there's not that a really a, dominant that could team. be uh, addition by uh, subtraction, dude. I don't even. I feel like Stephon Diggs could, might be locker room issues but you know what if it, even if he isn't then i got the buffalo bill sleeper pick to rely on so if he goes off exactly i can still look okay yeah. um, i wouldn't be surprised if we see the packers i am at the end of the year so. pretty well last year i mean rogers is probably super motivated now to get someone behind him 
Rodgers might take another step back. He might just be on a a piss-off, like, revenge tour this year. That's what I'm worried about, actually. Probably my biggest fear in the NFC is Aaron Rodgers being so pissed off by Jordan Love that he just ends up going 14-2. He's washed. (laughs) All right. Okay. All right, well, I'm, I'm all right. You won't, be, you, won't be, you won't be saying that after they be, won't be saying that after they destroy the Bears. For, I think I'm, I'm gonna, teams. I'm gonna, I'm rooting for a one and one against the Packers this year. All right, that will make me happy. That's all. I that's will, all I can go for. I will take the worst. Case, home game. The worst case. The worst case scenario, um, with Mitch and uh, just being shitting the bed and us going four or five wins with alternating quarterbacks throughout the season will be. A lot more bearable if I at least get like a solid, entertaining win against the Packers. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of. I mean, you gotta find your small victories in sports fandom. Whenever you know you don't have a chance at that championship, you know, you just gotta find that one little thing brings some happiness. Like, all right, this is the one thing we can win, or at least compete for. Uh, I'm not this. This I feel like talking about the Bears just made me sad. <laughs> Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get off it. We'll, we'll, we'll end on that note. A real sad, somber reflection about how bad the Bears are going to be this year. If we lose against the Lions to start the season, I swear to God. Oh, my God, dude. I'm going to be Lions, this oh, the Lions are actually going to be sleep real, this year, maybe. The real somber. It's going to be real somber yeah. next week if that happens. We'll see. We'll check in. Um, all right, then. I think this uh, – I think it's a voice ended right there. A little bit, a little bit of sadness, but the slightest amount of hope. All right, we can wrap it up. Uh, let's see how our Super Bowl predictions work out. Uh, if our teams, if our Super Bowl teams win Week One, we can start patting ourselves on the back. That's how it works. Exactly. Right? Which, which will, which yeah, will happen? Locked. Which will happen? Yeah. I'll be, I'll be hyped up after this Atlanta win. We're probably super depressed after losing to them. We'll see what happens, but there's no in between. But all right, um, as, for, as message to listeners, uh, we will be doing, releasing this weekly, more, more than likely on Mondays. So uh, stay tuned. All right, and uh, we'll replace the end here with a sponsor once we get one. Exactly.